A little bit of a hiccup to start the show, but here we go. Dr. Anthony Chagoski, UW Lacrosse Political Science Professor on. Hey, Chagoski, thanks for waiting. <laughs> those are some. Those are some top of the line promos, though. That was that was great stuff. I'm I'm uh, not uh, completely red right now. Anyone's watching on Facebook Live, laughing at me, trying to struggle. What's going on? Oh, hey, the mic's not plugged in. Good. It's like the last thing I look for. Uh, for some reason, stupid. So stupid. All right. A lot, lot to get to. Um, I, I did want to know if you watched the uh, Justice League Zack Snyder cut yet, if you're, or if you're planning to, because this is big. This is big. We're just redoing movies now. We're just, we're, uh, we, we did a movie. It was so horrible. We've got a bunch of cut scenes. We're gonna, we're gonna rewrite it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a four-hour film, Rick. So, are you ready to commit to that? It's four hours. Are you kidding me? What did yeah. they shoot it twice? Oh my god. <laughs> So this is no. This is nothing to take lightly here. This is w- longer than like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Who's got time? Four hours. I don't know if I have time for that. No, I definitely have time for that. I'm going to watch it. What are you crazy? Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. That's UW Lacrosse political science professor Dr. Anthony Jugoski. I'm Rick Solom. A uh, lot, lot to get to. Just some big news just kind of dropping, and I've I've asked Cabot if he wants to come on, but I don't. I don't. Th- I don't know if he will be able to. Um, a little bit of PIFA's news on French Island is Vicky Markison, a lacrosse mayoral, mayoral candidate, was out there earlier today talking about the, the PIFA situation. If you want to read about that, it's on wasnews.com. But then the Milwaukee Journal dropped a story today. Uh, some emails that say that, that Cabot essentially... Uh, and he, Trigoski, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm not a PIFAS expert. I doubt that you are either. But uh, when we start talking 20 parts per million versus 15 parts per million of a of a forever chemical in our water supply, it kind of uh, goes over my head a little bit. But apparently, the the DNR uh, advised Cabot to give bottled water to residents on French Island uh, if their water if their wells were, I believe. 15 parts per million or over and Cabot went with the 20 parts per million and uh, just said, we're just going to go with that. Cause it, essentially I think it saves the city some money and maybe the city is hurting. Uh, but, but not a great look for a mayor. Good thing. He's not running uh, in a month here, right? <laughs> well, the report from the Milwaukee journal Sentinel says previous emails indicated that the city was establishing a $100,000 fund to provide drinking water to homes with high levels of contamination. But adding homes with lower levels of contamination would raise the cost to 200000 or $250,000. So I think if you're kind of reading between the lines, and the person who wrote this story for the Journal Sentinel, uh, Laura Schultz, she didn't quite come out and say this, but I think she was kind of hinting at the idea that there were some money considerations here that, you know, a hundred grand for the 20 parts per trillion or whatever, if you lower that and expand eligibility for bottled water, then it costs significantly more. So I think that's kind of what the journalist here was hinting at, that, you know, it was the city wanting to save a buck. I don't think she quite had that nailed down. She didn't have that really established Certainly kind of like the subtext of the story, though, that that cost was a consideration. Yeah, so we get into this uh, public records or uh, open records request thing, too. And I'm just going to go down another path real quick because I talked about the uh, I talked about this with uh, John Havlicek with the Lacrosse Teachers Union president. I don't know if we talked about this on or off air. I can't remember. But the idea that 
Um, and there's a there's another situation with Robert Abraham and the school lacrosse, uh, the the assistant police chief of lacrosse, city of lacrosse, running for the school district's uh, school board position in one of those open seats and um, some open records requests there. And I just I talked to John Havlicek about that earlier this week, and he's like, you wouldn't believe how many. Uh, it takes it takes just like an, an the another crew all together just to to compile all the open records and get all the open records requests uh, to all the media and and whatever else whatever other bodies request those those things. Uh, police department has got to be the same way. And here here in the the city's office, I wonder how many emails they just have to send out. There's just got to be one person on staff that just look, siphons through emails and sends them out. It's, it's a little it seems a little crazy. Yeah, this is a big deal for, obviously, journalism because, you know, and for transparency in government, right? To have good government, we would maybe want access to certain documents and certain emails, certain correspondence that have been exchanged among those in government. But that does create a significant workload for the government, right? Like, if they're getting inundated with open records requests, then that means that there's a lot of burden on the government to provide this information. So it's this it's this difficult balancing act, right? I mean, you don't want frivolous requests. You don't want to overburden government and just have them dealing with these requests all day. On the other hand, you know, you can get a great scoop out of these requests if you're a journalist, like with the Rob Abraham email, and you can get maybe some important information about how the city of La Crosse has handled the PFAS situation. So it's a fine line to walk, I think, between, you know, wanting good government, wanting transparency, and, and, and then, you know, being reasonable with the types of requests that you make. Yeah, I wonder how many emails, for in this example with Cabot, how many emails Cabot, they requested of Cabot, and, and then, you know, that journalist has to read, you know, probably thousands and thousands of words of emails so uh that's uw lacrosse political science professor dr anthony jagroski i'm rick soul and we got to hit brad in the news because uh you know i didn't plug the mic in uh, we'll be back all right welcome back to lacrosse talk pm 608-785-7914 uw lacrosse political science professor dr anthony jagroski on me with me on with me right now uh, i'm watching joe biden trip up by uh, air force one steps once twice getting up Wiping off his shin and good to go. Breaking news. Not breaking. <laughs> Definitely not breaking news. <laughs> Broke the news. Did it break the news, Tragoski? I haven't really I don't really pay attention to to how how much uh you know everybody's running with this, but did this break uh the internet, break Twitter today a little bit? It did, it did, and I think it just shows that we don't have a whole lot to talk about right now with national politics. Well, I mean, this this would break Twitter if Donald Trump did it, right? I mean, Donald Trump couldn't drink a glass of water two hand; he had to pick it up two handed, like a like a toddler. Or maybe new toddlers don't drink water, but like a little baby. And then Donald Trump walked down a ramp one time and uh, very gingerly, and had to have someone kind of escort him because it was or wasn't raining and whatever. Uh, th- those things kind of broke. That w- that was news of the day. So right here, we got a like Joe Biden trips down, trips up. He's 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 kind of going up. Air Force One steps kind of fast there, right? Oh, yeah, you know, and I, I, you know, I think that whenever one of these stories is in the news, like Donald Trump with his weird way of drinking water and his gingerly going down that ramp at West Point and Joe Biden tripping, and at one time there was a big news story about 
Barack Obama being an elitist because he got Dijon mustard on a hot dog, That's and right. another time he was he saluted uh, the marine a with marine a, yeah. with a cup of coffee in his hand, and that was a big the I, brown the a tan story suit like that breaks through. It's just uh, it it just is a giveaway that there's not a lot going on. Yeah, the Daily Show did a montage of all the Biden con- or uh, all the Obama controversies. The tan suit was one of them too. Um, and there was a couple other ones, man. Those are those are super funny. And here's the thing: is with in in my in my uh, scope, I honestly like Barack Obama time. I didn't pay attention. I wasn't like in the news at that time. I was more of a sports. You, you were not a political junkie. Was yeah. not a political junkie. And then you know Bernie Sanders kind of came around. I was like, what is he talking about? This is all. And in he, I feel like he kind of exposed a lot of the nation to some weird things going on that. Uh, you know, kind of enlightened, and and right around then, social media kind of took off too. And then Donald Trump comes along, and and you know, the news never stops with uh, with with weird things that, that Donald Trump says, does, uh, and now and now we've kind of hit the bottom of the roller coaster with Joe Biden. I, I will say that this is great. At least we got something to talk about with Joe Biden tripping over steps. And then when you read, uh, if you want to read left wing news, if you want to read MSNBC, it gets a little over the top with how much they're just praising Joe Biden. I'm like, really? Is that like we need that? That headline's a little goofy. So this is new to me. The uh, the just taking in what left wing news does when when it has their president, so to speak. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, and Rick, I think that's reflected in the fact that Joe Biden had like a 98 percent approval rating among Democrats, which is really, really high, even in today's era of intense partisanship. I mean, to have basically unanimous support within your own party is incredible. And then he had like a record low approval rating among the other party <laughs> for a new president. So was it two you know, percent? So it's just like completely divided, like even by today's standards. Yeah, and I would say he's just kind of uh, maybe maybe down the middle at this point. But he's down the middle, Joe. That should be instead of what is it, Sleepy Joe? He should just be down the middle, Joe. Uh, I'm gonna get to a couple of calls here. Number three is calling in. Let's get him quick. Number three, go ahead. You're on the air. Just an old white-haired guy calling in. Yeah, you, you trip uh, over any steps lately? No, I haven't taken any. I use an escalator. Oh, good, good. Anyway, I hear you two college guys talking about those poor people up on French Island. Yeah. I think the city and the mayor might just as well uh, hook on a four-inch pipe or a six-inch pipe and run it down the street to all those people down there that are getting bad water. We got city water up there at the airport in the industrial park. Now there's a well right up there. Yeah, just put a bubbler right out on the street. People can just go uh, fill their water bottles up, right? Well, you know, it's really a shame when people got a house up there um, and there's better water at the car wash than what the people are drinking up there. When you stop and think about it, I mean, the city's just waiting to get sued. Uh, yeah, they well, to hurry up and get the water in before it hits the fan. Well, we don't know. The car wash might have its own well. We don't. We're not sure though. No, they they, they got they're hooked up to the city up the, there. They're hooked up. Okay, you went and checked I, it out. The airport and that all on the city up. From okay. The, from the well up on the north of the, of the island up there. All right. Well, there's city water. All they got to do is run pipes down through the street to the neighbors to the neighborhoods. Okay. Yeah, I would do it now because you're eventually going to have to do it anyway because you ain't going to make any money getting sued. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, thanks for the call. Um, yeah, the uh, I think we'll probably get there at some point, the idea that uh, we're just 
you know, that's that's a good idea. We'll just run a pipe down. I, I just thought we'd just park a water truck and, and you know how you see those videos in the summer of kids playing in the uh, fire hydrant. Essentially, like people sure. that own own homes there that need to go get water, there would just be a water truck out somewhere and they would just go fill it up. Like uh, I do this at volleyball tournaments. They park a big water truck. And then when you want to go fill up, I mean, not not like the greatest situation, but um, as a backup to getting provided bottled water, it seems kind of weird. Like uh, how many bottles can you throw uh, in the fridge? Uh, Eric, you can stop calling. Eric from Spartacus keeps trying to call. Eric, you can stop dialing the phone because I'm not going to take your call. Um, every two seconds I get a call from Eric. Um, but yeah, the the whole PIFA situation there. And we I'm making light of it a little bit but because I'm trying to entertain you a little bit. But yeah, uh, that's, that's probably the end game. The city's going to hook up. But who's going to pay for it is always the question. Well, as usual, number three is the voice of reason on this program. And in addition, I, I would note that, you know, his talk about a lawsuit, you know, I, I think it's pretty clear that we're heading toward a lawsuit. I think I think that path has been paved, so to speak. I think we're heading right towards that. Yeah, and, the, the you know, A, the city has already filed some lawsuits with the manufacturers of this this firefighting foam. Yep. Um, they, the city has been served by, I, I, I want to say Cabot said, hundreds or a hundred uh of people uh with with contaminated well water and maybe people around those people um because i feel like all the water is going to be contaminated as it swishes around underneath us right like who the who the hell knows uh how i guess somebody probably the dnr probably knows how the water works under there but i would say it's probably a little bit unpredictable um and beyond that then you know like who else can we sue we can sue the city we can sue the federal government we can sue joe biden the guy that tripped on steps today we can sue him for for uh, uh, mandating that the airport use the firefighting foam, right? Oh, well, yeah, sure. I mean, well, hey, here, here's the safe, the only safe bet here, Rick, is that like this is going to be completely hung up in the courts for a very long time. Meanwhile, you have people there who are worried about their water, and it's just a really ugly situation combined with the fact that, you know, you have statewide journalists, you have journalists, from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, who are, you know, on the trail of this story right now. So this thing is really blowing up as a story that, you know, is, is getting statewide focus, not just regional focus. I mean, it is. it does kind of make sense, right? The, the city, and Cabot was on here two Mondays ago, and he's, you know, the, the city, maybe we're, the city is taking some of the heat here and trying to alleviate some of the problems, as the story came out today that apparently Cabot didn't go down far enough with the parts per trillion talk if you want he wasn't giving enough people a bottle of water uh, as advised by i think the dnr but uh you know it's pretty it's it, it logically to me it makes sense if the federal government mandated that my airport use firefighting foam even though the manufacturers knew it was going to harm groundwater uh federal government and uh manufacturers you guys should be paying for this stuff and the city is taking the heat right now in cabot good thing cabot's not running for mayor um, Joe was waiting on hold here. I want to get to Joe. Joe, go ahead. You're on the air, man. Hey, I just wanted to point out, you know, like being a, being president's got to have just tremendous pressure. You have to be on all the time. And then you crawl out of an airliner that you've been in for a couple hours and you crawl on the steps that were probably designed in the sixties when we first started putting, uh, steps up to airline. Yeah, Joe, have you studied have you studied these steps cuz I was kind of looking at them. I'm on, I'm looking at a YouTube. Well, they look plastic. Like, they look like linoleum. If, it, if it looks like if I was on them, I would be dumping 
Dijon mustard all over me and sliding down the damn things and dumping coffee all over myself <laughs> before I was even able to salute anybody wrong. So I'm not holding anybody against uh, just being president. They should be like, you know, you have to uh, transition these stairs. So, and this suit that uh, Biden's wearing, what is this? A black suit he's got on? Black sh- what is he going to a funeral? Well, My goodness, Biden. And if we're not going to do anything more updated than the 60s with these stairs, can we at least get it around the corner where no one has to witness someone going up and down these dangerous things? I mean, other than that. Okay, uh, here's an idea. Joe Biden could be – okay, Donald Trump would would fight to the – to the end of his days that he, you know, somebody sabotaged the steps, right? If Joe Biden could do the complete opposite, how about next time that Joe Biden goes up Air Force One stairs? If you remember the uh, the movie uh, Grumlins, the old lady on the staircase that takes you up the... Joe Biden should get one of those... Yeah, one of those chairs that slowly uh, takes you upstairs just as like the biggest joke in the... You know, it would probably he'd probably get another scandal because it would probably cost like... Five thousand dollars to install this little chair that takes you up the stairs really slowly. But man, that would be—I think it would be worth it. I think it would be. Tchaikovsky, like good punk. If he ever does that again, I'd like to see him trip and then just jump on the rail and ride the thing all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> ride it down. And just go for it, and then just like give the rock symbol at the bottom, and then go about his business. <laughs> do the back up. Do the splits at the bottom of the steps, like uh, oh, I didn't even know he had it in him. Uh, thanks for thanks for the call, Joe Chagoski. Good politics, bad politics. Uh, if he if he installed one of these uh, stairway chairs the next time, just as a, just to make fun of himself. So I feel like I've seen a video from you know one of these nations that has incredibly elderly leaders, you know, from some long-standing monarchy. Or I feel like I've seen a video of a leader coming down an escalator from a plane. And, like, maybe we could do that. Like, have, like, an escalator that we would wheel up to the side of the plane. I mean, doesn't down. doesn't uh, Chuck Grassley already have one of these? <laughs> yeah, some of these, like, 90-year-old senators, like, how do they get around? I just, I Googled Queen of England because I'm not, seriously, I don't pay attention to whatever... Uh, the royal. Uh, so I just Google Queen of England, 101 years old. She, but she's not 101. This is the last Queen of England. Um, I was trying to. I don't even know if I'm in the right country. <laughs> but, but like th- that that lady, right? The the one that's in the news with the, the Markle, whatever, all that stuff. Uh, I think maybe she probably has one of these staircase chairs. Anyway, um, I found it, Rick. I found it. It was Saudi King Salomon, who has a gold, who had a gold escalator. And it got stuck one time, and like no one know what, knew what to do. It's like, well, do I do I wait for it to keep moving? Like, do I walk down it? Like, it was a it was a great video that came out like three years ago. Nice. Um, all right, we got to get to Chagoski's favorite thing, Scott's comment. Brad doing the news after that. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. On wisdomnews.com, we have a story uh, that the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel broke. It sounds like they got some uh, public records requests uh, about some emails uh, uh, between um, maybe Cabot and the DNR just about the PIFA situation. Mayor Tim Cabot is joining us. Uh, Mayor, you're on with me and UWL's uh, Dr. Anthony Jagoski. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, the... The, the idea here, I guess the, 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 the basis of the story is that you decided to, instead of giving people bottled water, 
where their wells were contaminated at 15 parts per million. You set the limit at 20 parts per million. Do you want to explain that? Well, we're, we're following the recommendations from the DNR and and what would constitute what they feel is safe drinking water. I, I will note that if uh, folks test came back between 15 and 20, we retested those those wells, and I think there was maybe one or two circumstances where the second test came back with a higher higher amount, and we provided bottled water. So we've we've been trying to follow the plan all along from you know from the beginning, based on the recommendations that we're getting from uh, the DNR as well as the State Department of Health to to, uh, to provide you know good drinking water to those that have test results higher than what's recommended. So when, when we talk about this, the, the, the wells with between 15 and 20 parts per million, are we talking like two or three wells? I don't remember the exact numbers. I believe it was, it was less than 20. I think it was, you know, there was a few wells that were in that range. Our, our uh, consultant would be able to give you those specific numbers, but it was, it was several wells that we did retest uh, and, some of them came back, I believe, with, again, higher than the 20 parts per trillion, and we provided bottled water to those uh, to those residents. So it's, I, I understand the, the frustration and the fear and anger on everybody's part, and I, I also appreciate that there's, uh, uh, you know, the finger pointing or there's blame that wants, uh, that people want. Um, all along, we've tried to do everything we can as quickly as we can to get the investigation uh, started, and we're in the midst of the investigation. Uh, we don't know the full extent of the contamination yet, nor uh, the the need for uh, bottled water, and that's why we last week reached out to the DNR and asked them, this is really beyond the city of La Crosse's ability to deal with, uh, you know, we're doing everything we can to investigate the airport plume, but in areas that cannot be explained by the airport, we're asking the DNR to get involved because that's really, I think, the next step. And so we're still waiting to hear from from the DNR on that. Hopefully, that will be soon. But um, uh, but you know, we'll we'll continue we'll continue our our plan and what we're trying to do here to get is uh, the investigation and recommendations put together as quickly as possible. All right. So uh, two things. Uh, uh, the, the you say the DNR's guy uh, the DNR's recommendations are twenty parts per million. Apparently, the email they got it said maybe there was some guidance that said fifteen parts per million. So, is it is it just like a, the 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 written rule was twenty, and you know somebody else mentioned to you fifteen? Well, and that that's the the challenge that we're trying to deal with at the local level. There are no federal standards for PFAS. There are no state standards for PFAS. These uh, you know, right now, uh, folks are trying to figure this out on the fly. What we've been uh, guided all along is that the 20 parts per trillion would be considered unsafe or, or recommended unsafe by the state, and that's what we've been following. So I realize when you get into a situation, if a, a test comes back and it's 19.9 versus somebody's test that came back is, you know, 20.1, um, that seems like a fine line to draw, but uh, you know, we're we're again trying to respond to this as as uh, thoroughly as we can, and so 
I'm not aware of, of the 15 parts or any type of guidance. Um, we have shared our plans, our investigation, our test results, our information on who's getting bottled water with the DNR all along, and we haven't received any um, you know, pushback or feedback from them that we were doing anything in error. So we're, we're trying to do everything that we can uh, to, uh, to deal with this as quickly as we can, but uh, unfortunately the, the testing and the investigation takes some time. Um, and then in, in the Market Journal Sentinel, and it's on our website as well, wisdomviews.com, the, the, I feel like they're, and Tregoski and I were talking about this before, they're trying to make a correlation between the, if you went down the 15 parts per million and gave everyone their bottled right. water, uh, that would cost the city 100 or 150,000. They're trying to make that correlation. Tregoski said they didn't quite get there, so that, but they, you know, that's, that's the way the story is written. Is that the case? Is it just, is it, uh, you, and you talk about the city, it's getting beyond the means of the city being able to handle, I think you meant testing, but the idea too here is, uh, uh, it's getting, is it getting expensive too in, in terms of, of satisfying the amount of bottled water we got to give out? Well, it is expensive. I guess I, I wasn't necessarily as concerned about the expense, especially for bottled water. We're, we're trying to follow the recommendations that say who should get uh, you know, or who we should provide bottled water to. Uh, we've also asked the state because we're hearing the calls from the town board and from residents all around that um, that want uh, water provided to them, even if they have, you know, very minimal, if any, uh, PFAS contamination. So that's why we have uh, reached out to the state because uh, I believe that the state has abilities beyond what the city does to provide bottled water for everybody on the island if that's you know if that's what the recommendation should be uh number three called earlier and he said just hook up a hose from the airport can we do that or from the car wash <laughs> because there's city water well, coming out of there we are looking for ways again to try to get safe water to everybody and it's uh, it's it's a complicated issue when you have uh private wells and you have individual landowners and trying to you know, just basically match up uh, uh, water supply with, with those, you know, varied interests. So we're doing what we can. It, it, I just, it's unfortunate, and we're, you know, we're going as quick as we can, and we're hopeful that, you know, sometime soon we'll have better better information to share. All right, Tim. Hey, I really appreciate you coming on. You bet. All right, that's Mayor Tim Cabot. Uh, Chagoski's got, a, it looks like about, what, three and a half weeks before he doesn't have to deal with this anymore? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like he's probably the next person gets to deal with it. Yeah, he's. I mean, no. I mean, it's it's. I, I, you know, he's probably in the back of his head. It's like, wow, I won't. Thank God, I don't have to deal with that anymore because it's gonna. Maybe it'll be, and it might be the biggest headache coming up. We're coming out of a pandemic, and we're now we're coming out of a, a water crisis. I mean, if you've ever, I I live where I live. My well goes out every once in a while. I I'll tell you. It'll be like 10 times a day. I'll turn the water and be like, oh, yeah, idiot. The wa- the well isn't working. So, um, yeah, just uh, but but yeah, I think the 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 finger pointing is, is going to continue here for who knows how long. Yeah. And we had 10 people who wanted the job of mayor, right, to, to clean this up. Uh, but but yeah, no, no, no doubt that this is just sort of a, the beginning of the story, especially as uh, Mayor Cabot sort of indicates that this is simply getting beyond what the city is able to do in terms of resources. 
And this might, I mean, this is like a downer Friday as we, you know, try to have some fun. But, uh, the, you know, we're going to, I feel like a lot of the stories like this are going to keep continuing as uh, we, as water becomes, I mean, it's not scarce now. We, I don't think anyone, uh, 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 most of the people around here, don't, we just don't think about water in that way when water's contaminated or we're going to lose water. And in other parts of the country, there are cities that just simply don't have water anymore. Some giant cities. I know there was one in Africa and, uh, you know, and then, uh, even if you want to draw comparisons to like Foxconn taking out 7 million gallons a day of water out of Lake Michigan, um, we, we're going to have to start hoarding this stuff, I think. I think we're going to have to start doing that. Well, how many, according to Scott's comment, now Foxconn is going to make electric cars. So, I mean, do you need a lot of water for electric cars? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, the, the battery takes a little bit of water, but uh, beyond that, I'm not I'm not completely sure. Number three is calling back. Number three, were you satisfied with that answer from Cabot? Well, no, he's just playing dodgeball. Anyway, I didn't say to hook up a water hose at the from the car wash. All right, well, you're getting. I mean, you're just getting picky there. Just. <laughs> just uh, um, Southside Tom is calling in. Tom, real quick, what you got? I think a good thing for the people of the town of Campbell to do would be invest in a water distiller. And I have a second fact. The world is two-thirds water. Five percent of that is fresh water, and we have 90 percent of that in the Great Lakes. All right. Tom always comes in. Tchaikovsky, you don't know Southside Tom, but every time he comes at me with either a math question or a math fact like that, the guy is obsessed with math, and that's fine. Uh, I don't have any problems with that, but it's every it's he's very consistent in his ability to bring something mathematical to the equation. <laughs> well, at least that makes one of the three of us. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, t- another Tom, t- a lot of Toms texting in and calling. Uh, one Tom said, "If Cabot lived on the island, action would be different." I feel like if Cabot lived on French Island, he wouldn't be mayor. <laughs> well, you know, look, I, I mean. Rick, you're you're absolutely correct to say that this is one of those issues that we don't notice until it becomes a crisis. And, you know, I've had this happen to me, too, where all of a sudden I'm, you know, alerted that there's concerns about water quality. And then suddenly it just, like, completely dominates your day, right? Like, how am I going to get, you know, clean water for this? How am I going to get clean water for that? i got to go pick up bottled water. Yeah, it's one of those things that is just such a daily part of our life. We just take it for granted so much. And then when it becomes a crisis, we learn how much we just cannot take issues like clean water for granted. And, you know, sometimes when politicians talk about the importance of clean water, I sometimes think the voters might be going to sleep when they talk about that because it's just something that, you know, isn't an important issue to a lot of people until it is. Yeah. Oh, so uh, this is just a nice reminder of that, I think. Yeah, water uh, when your when your faucet isn't working, or like during the day when the electricity is out, because at night you're, 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 it's obvious. But during the day, and then you walk somewhere and, and flick a light on, or try to turn the, th- you're like, oh yeah, no electricity. Uh, what kind of country? What, what am I living in a third world country? You just kind of sputter stuff like that. Uh, Triple Tom is calling in. Triple Tom, go ahead. You're on the air. I actually have a couple of properties on French Island that are involved in the PFAS issue, and I've been getting legal paperwork from a couple of different attorneys uh, saying, join my team, we're going after some money here. That's not quite what they say, but that's what they mean. And so uh, I have a question uh, for somebody, and I don't know who, 
I'd like to know how the people on French Island should respond to this request for information. I, I get mail also from the town of Campbell, and uh, I honestly don't know what approach a person should take. Uh, then just a couple quick comments. Um, you know, we're all using fresh water that we pump from our wells, but we dump it into the La Crosse City sewer system, and that's full of PFAS. I wonder what's going to happen down the road when they figure out that we're putting PFAS in the Mississippi River. So those are my only questions. Yeah, Tom, I, I'm sorry I don't have any of the answers there, and I don't think you were expecting that, but it is a good, good point, too. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we, we, it would be nice if the feds just went, hey, we're done with PFAS. <laughs> like, I, we haven't done that yet, right, Chagoski? We haven't done that? I mean, in the, we just argue about this at the state level again. Well, and you see that tension, right? Like, what should be a local issue? What should be a national issue? What should be a state issue? I mean, one of the great things about America is that we do have sort of separation of power among local government, state government, and national government, but that can also make things pretty darn complicated, and this is no uh, exception right here. Um, Are you sending me Foxconn stories? Is that what you're doing here? Well, uh, you know, last week you wanted to see what the robotic coffee kiosk looked like that they were announcing that they were making in 2019. But then last week said, never mind, we're not making them anymore. And so uh, I just wanted to show you what the Foxconn robotic coffee kiosk would have looked like if it had been a thing. All right. And then uh, maybe put one of those on French Island. I I wanted to click on this. We didn't bring it up. We were talking about Joe Biden tripping on the stairs. First of all, those stairs look like they're plastic. And and slippery. And then the whoever, you know, one of his spokespeople said it was pretty windy and I tripped on the stairs, too. Well, let's see the camera, lady. Uh, let's see the, the video footage of you tripping on the stairs as we, t- you know, make got to make fun of 78 uh, year old Joe Biden when he trips on some stairs. But you you did mention the Saudi king um, when his, his he has an escalator. Joe Biden should get an escalator. I think the chair, the chair that slowly takes you up the stairs would be funny. Uh, but his escalator gets stuck. Yeah, and they just they don't they don't know what to do. They're like, uh, because he what is he so decrepit he can't walk down steps? Apparently, because normally, like when an escalator stops, you're like, oh, like the old Mitch Hedberg joke, like you know, an escalator stops. Oh, well, now I just have stairs. Uh, yeah. So you know, but apparently they didn't quite understand that, or he wasn't able to walk down. These guys have some long names, man. King Salman bin. I don't know how to say the rest of that. I just want to do his age, but I don't know. He's 85. He's 85 years old now. This video was three years ago. So he's just a little bit older than Joe Biden when he couldn't walk down the stairs. He does eventually start going down the steps, but uh, not at a great speed. And of course not. He's, you know, in his 80s. Like uh, now we're just picking on picking on old people. I'm sorry. But it is a gold escalator, by the way. Oh, is it literally made of gold or is it painted it gold? It is literally a gold oh, escalator. It's going to slide. Now we can make, we should just make fun of this uh, Saudi king. I mean, he's still the king too, right? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if you go to the trouble of having an escalator made of gold, you would think that you would also make sure that it works. Well, I feel like gold's heavy. I feel like them stairs probably just got stuck because <laughs> they probably weigh 10,000 pounds. <laughs> so there's the design flaw. We built a we built an escalator out of solid gold. Turns out that we should have figured out if it works. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, Joe Biden. <laughs> if you're gonna do the gold escalator, don't do it in actual gold. <laughs> Didn't Donald Trump have a toilet made of gold, like literally gold? Doesn't he have a gold? It wouldn't toilet? shock me. 
<laughs> I feel like I feel like that that was a thing. He's got a lot of he likes the color gold. So, um, yeah. I, all right. So yeah, are we done. I think we could be done. We didn't even get into uh, a lot of the. So me and Jagoski kind of pregame a little bit. Pregame like we're drinking somewhere. Uh, we 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 sh- we plan out the show a little bit, and it often uh, we we didn't even get to about ninety percent of the stuff we wanted to talk about. Mayoral endorsements, right. uh, um, the the two candidates for running for mayor going after each other a little bit with the police uh, defunding the police or reallocating money for the police or having a conversation, and then uh, you know the Lacrosse County Republican Party's Facebook page going after now what's now a private citizen seems a little bit ridiculous, but. Um, I'm not going to get your opinion on any of that. So, but, but I really appreciate you joining me again on a Friday. Um, how many weeks before we can hit that steak buffet? Do you think? Hey, I got my first jab on Saturday, so I've got the date April 24th circled on the calendar. That's when I am fully vaccinated. That's when you're fully vaccinated. You're just rubbing it in. I talked yesterday about how you people just keep rubbing it in because I'm not vaccinated. (laughs) All right, man. Thanks a lot. All right. See ya. All right, that's Dr. Anthony Chugoski. Uh, One more quick break. One minute. All right, that's going to do it for the week. Going to go watch that Justice League remake, apparently a four-hour movie uh, tonight. We'll do the review on Monday. Actually, we're going to do kind of a workout show on Monday, uh, bringing a Mayo doctor in, Dr. Erickson, and a personal trainer as well. So if you want to start thinking about as rec sports, it's going to be a selfish show as I try to think about getting back into the rec sports game. Um, but Mayor Tim Cabot did join us for a couple minutes to address the PIFA situation. If you want to listen to that, I'm going to post it. Wisdomnews.com, go under podcasts, look for Lacrosse Talk PM. All the shows are on there. Usually get up there uh, 10, 15 minutes after the show. And on a Friday, like three minutes, right? Because I'm zipping out of here. Uh, all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And, yeah, we'll do everything Well, Monday, Tuesday debate, 630. But we'll talk about that next week.